Central High is a tradition of excellence dating back to 1859. Let's continue that excellence here. Welcome back to Chatting at the Sea. I am Ben Beckman, your host. I am, of course, joined by Mr. Jordan Boyer. Thank Jordan, you. how are we doing today? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, it's another astounding day here at Central High School. Well, before we get into our questions, Jordan, do you have any subscriptions uh, at home? Do you guys pay for cable, or do you have a different type of subscription? Uh, no, we don't. We cut the cable cord uh, finally, I don't know, a couple years ago. We have... All the goodies. We have uh, Hulu and Netflix and Disney Plus. And what if I told you you could make have a subscription that would support Central High students? Through the Central High Foundation, you can become a Generation C member where you can have a subscription, reoccurring donation, maybe $10 a month, maybe $20 a month, maybe $10,000 a month. Now rolling in those big funds. Opportunity to make sure you're supporting students, supporting programs like this. Contact the foundation to set up your uh, reoccurring payment today. First question I ask everybody, it's always a great one. What makes Central such a special place? Yeah, when you gave me the list of questions, that's one that I feel like everybody, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. And I feel like the district, Central in the district gets the stereotype of being kind of uppity or snobby or mm -hmm. whatever it is up our nose. But I think like what makes Central unique, what makes Central a great place is the tradition, the history, you know, after you've taught here for a while, you start to have, you know, the legacy students and yeah. multiple generations, you know, and everything. And really, you you know, probably by now, too, you've been here long enough that you go anywhere and you can always you always run into somebody that went to Central, knows somebody that went to Central. And so I think that's what really because that's the love that kind of drives, you know, the the donations and the people that care about the institution and they want to give back to the institution and provide things like this. And so I, I think that like that in and of itself is the core kind of reason what makes it. Yeah. It's almost one of those things Casey Denton described. It. It's not six degrees of separation. It's like three or oh, something. Totally. I totally I agree. Yep. Is, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, you really cannot escape no matter where you go. And yep. when you tell people you teach there, most people oh, in Omaha know exactly. What exactly, looks and like, like, and not even just Omaha. I mean, like, you no matter where you go, you you run into somebody, and um, you know, it's like, oh, really? You know, Omaha Central. My grandma went there. My mom went there. You yeah. know, it's just all over. So, if you're Scott Wilson, you say, oh, class, which class? Right. And yeah, you, you would make some know. connection. He'd know. <laughs> he'd know exactly who you're yep. talking about and yep. everything. So let's rewind, though. You and I share a pretty similar start. You and I are from very small towns. Yeah. My hometown, five hundred. Why more is so I like I, not to be you know like correcting or okay. correct, well, but it's gonna throw so off my like trivia. Holmes. Now it's all right. Holmesville is where like I was born, where okay. I you know grew up, um, and that was a hundred people. It was Holmesville, Nebraska. Why more? It was the closest school that they like closest town that had a high school, and mm -hmm. so they consolidated. So it was one of those. So why more is where I you know it's where I grew up. I mean, as far as like school and worked and you know, but so Holmesville was really small, hundred people, no gas station, no bank. Yeah. Um, I oh, mean, wow. if you wanted to get, I always I joke with the kids at the beginning of the semesters in the year when I kind of introduced myself to them that you know if you wanted a pop, you went to the elevator. And the elevator where the farmers yeah. went, you know, they they, they had, a, had pop a pop machine, pop. right? Mm -hmm. And you'd yeah. buy a pop for thirty five cents or whatever it was, and but that was it. Otherwise, you had to go twenty minutes somewhere oh, wow. to get to so grocery store. Or, yeah, 
So, so yeah, it was, it was one of those things where huge, you know, like transition as far as there you go to high school and graduated with a class of 48 and we were one of the bigger classes that, you know, had come through in a while and, um, and then go to Peru and Peru's a really small campus and it's basically only Peru, you know, the college is the, is the town, huge transition to, to Omaha. So Especially then you talk about you get, you have to go to the elevator to get a pop. Now yeah. you go oh, anywhere and it's, yeah, everything's every right corner, there. Exactly. You know, so it was totally different. And I mean, just the diversity. I tell the I tell the students, too, that, you know, you get outside of Omaha and you go, go to those small towns like we grew up. And I mean, I don't know about yours, but I didn't have any diversity. Oh, no, no <laughs> I mean, not at all. It was a bunch of rural white farm kids, you know, and I think there were there were two African-American kids in my whole school when I was in high school yeah. and they were brothers like that was it, you know. And so it's one of those that I think people don't really realize the impact that, you know, just being around different kinds of people and different cultures and backgrounds really just opens your eyes to all sorts of other yeah. things that... And even understanding where other people are coming from where totally. they, they don't have that experience. Exactly. And you and I both have seen that where it's like you have you don't know anybody and you, yes. you make these assumptions or yeah. these assessments yeah. that, that definitely aren't, uh, aren't in your best interest exactly. or in the world's best interest yeah. too. Yeah, it's it's always great to go back and then to, to see go back into that world of people who maybe never left or yeah. those who are still there. Yes. Even I was home for a funeral not that long ago and I saw the faces of this my hometown, which is like 500 people yeah. and the faces are the exact same. I'm yeah. like, Oh my goodness. Like yeah. I know you and you and you, yeah. and it never changes in that way. So that's crazy. Yeah. Well, when I eventually came here, we're going to, we're going to point it to me cause this is my show. So it's important. <laughs> when I gotcha. first came to central, I often got the nickname that I was Boyer junior. Of course yeah. we look alike. Yep. I made sure I dressed like you today. So the Boyer bald. junior yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. made sure this, this all uh, worked together really well. <laughs> um, we of course look alike. We have taught the same subjects. I was brought on to replace you as a co-teacher. Yeah. And when, when they were looking to replace persons, yep. it's kind of funny. They landed on me yeah. that we <laughs> were so out. similar and things like that. Yeah. So take me through your time te- co-teaching um, and teaching with Tim Herbert, who we yeah. had in the past, and talk about how that shapes your teaching uh, still to this day. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, it was, um, you know, teaching, starting out in the district as a sub. Um, and, I mean, we've talked a lot, and I don't even know if, we've really talked about this or I've told you much about, but I started out as a sub in OPS. Um, I did a long-term job at McMillan middle Mm -hmm. school. And then that got me a job. I was teaching science at McMillan middle. So it was like, I wanted a job so bad. It was like, I'll do whatever, you know? And so Mm -hmm. the teacher left in the middle of the year and I took over. So, um, and then that got me a job at Nathan Hale middle school. Um, and I taught there for four years and kind of got my feet wet, I feel like, and really kind of learned how to do classroom management and, you know, middle school is a whole different beast. So, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, when I, when I had the opportunity to transfer, they really didn't have the transfer window and stuff like that, that they do now. It, It was the only reason I was allowed to transfer from Hale was they were transitioning to the extended school day. And so they were doing longer hours and a longer school year and they were focused on other things. And, and at that point I I just made the decision that I want, I always wanted to get to high school. And so I figured that was a good opportunity. So, and when I had the opportunity, I got, it was down to North and central. And it was funny. The reason I tell the whole like sub story coming back is when I walk in for my interview here at central, it was Greg Emmel 
who, okay. was, who was the principal at McMillan when I did the long term. Uh, so mm-hmm. he, and instantly, like, he remembered me, thankfully, and said, you know, that he was really impressed that I was able to come into a situation and stay the whole semester instead of running, you know. And that really helped out. And then you get you get the, the freshman classes and you get the, the, at the time, it was the facts classes, what they're called the... Uh, yeah, freshman academy, seminar now. Freshman mm-hmm. seminar now. And so I was teaching a lot of that and a lot of freshman U.S. history and everything. And I got the opportunity to to work with Tim Herbert. Uh, actually started out in the football booth in the press box calling games and stuff and kind of yeah. got to know him there. And uh, after getting to know him there and working with him, Judy Storm, the department head of the special education at one point, brought me into her office and said that Jim Gallus, who is who I replaced as the social studies teacher that co-taught with Tim, was retiring and asked if I'd be interested because Tim had kind of put a bug in her ear that we'd work together in the press box, you know, and that yeah. he thought it'd be a pretty good match. And I, I was super excited to do that because it was one of those things where I remember asking Tim when we worked in the press box together, you know, like what it was like teaching with co-teaching, you know, with Jim Gallus. Mm-hmm. And he, he made the comment becomes like teaching with your best friend. And, yeah. and it really does like, you know, you know, when you get to teaching with somebody for that many years and you're in the same class, same day, every, you know, and you're going over the same content, yeah. really sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's just you two, you know, that are kind of bouncing off each other and jokes and having a good time. So it really, we really had a lot of fun, you know, it was, it was, it was either five or six. I'd have to, I'd have to ask him how many years we co-taught together, but it was either five or six. And, you know, by the, by the third year or so we had all the jokes, you know, yeah. kind of laid out, the and lines, they, you know, yeah. You toss up the, 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 the home run ball, you know, and somebody knocks it out of the park. And so it was good. It was really fun. And yeah, it was, I look back at that and it was, it was a really fun time teaching with Tim. And, and then I had the opportunity when Jay ball retired to take over the AP mm-hmm. government classes. And I knew that Tim wasn't, you know, going to be around forever. And I, I had wanted to make sure that, I'd set myself up for what I wanted to do in the future. And it was one of the toughest decisions to, to tell Tim. It was one of the toughest things to, to go in and tell him like, Hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. You break, know, and break heart there. it really was. Yeah, and I really I felt, you know, cause I, I felt like I was letting him down. I felt like, you know, our friendship was, wasn't going to be as strong, but overall, you know, we got into camping together and our family spent a lot of time in the summers. And thankfully I was able to to still hang out with them outside of school. And, you know, we still did the football press box and stuff like that. But so. that relationship's so big, especially oh. like, this is my, maybe my, my first, second year not co-teaching. Well, I co-teach a couple yeah. sections of journalism, yeah. but at first it's kind of lonely. Oh, for sure. Because it's it's so fun because you're joking yes. and you're laughing. And, yep. you, you're, you, and Evan Block would say that when he co-taught, he would just make fun of the other teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that was his goal yeah. was just to make yeah. fun of the other teacher oh, yeah. and like pick on them. Martha Omar uses that same model and totally. used that on True Thompson. Oh. She just makes fun of her co-teachers usually, but... It is so fun to have that relationship yes. and, and work with each Definitely. other and be with each other and yeah. like when that ends, it's like it's it's a really interesting adjustment. That, oh, for that sure, you come from the too. transition, you know, because that energy that the two teachers bring to you know, especially if you really enjoy co-teaching with, because mm-hmm. you yeah. know, there's there's times where the relationships just don't work when you co-teach. Yeah, a clashing style, exactly. Personalities don't match or whatever, and it's not as enjoyable as it is if you have somebody. Yeah, you know, like we were fortunate enough to be able to teach with Tim. So, 
<laughs> too much fun. It's way too much fun thinking it's about good. it. It's wild. So, of course, we have to talk about your other best friend. Yeah. You were fortunate enough not only to teach with your best friend, but then as well, your wife, Kara. Yeah. Even shared a wall with Kara between yeah. 334 and 335. So what was it like to... My wife works here at Central High School, so yeah. I get a little bit of that experience. Yeah. She joined late, but what was it like to be she Kara was here first, correct? No, I was and that's it's the timeline is really kind of messed up cuz I mean it and it seems like you know everybody that you talk to that um you know work close with Kara in the special education department uh think that she was here longer than she was and be, I think some of it is because so I came here in 09 mm -hmm. and then she came in 11. So I was here a couple years and then I think I was starting co-teaching with Tim when she started, um, you know, and, and then she was co-teaching. She was just a, a resource teacher, you know, when she first started, she'd come from Brian middle, uh, and wanted to be, you know, high school. She had the opportunity to move up to high school and wanted to do that. And, um, it was, it was fun, you know, like it, there's, there's part of it where, you know, you joke with, you joke with your significant other that. You just never get a break from each other when you work in the same building, you know, because you you do, you, you drive to work together. Yeah. And so there's just like no break. But after she left, when she, she took her other position at TAC, it was this, you know, that time was really kind of our time to, here's what I'm going to do today or whatever. And then especially at the end of the day, it was, it was nice to decompress yeah. before you even got home to deal with the kids stuff, you know, and somebody own, who can relate because they exactly. went the exact same thing. And, and it's not just, which is good because if you, if you have a spouse that's in education, they do understand and you can still vent and they mm -hmm. still get it. And it still does. It's more, you know, they do, it's, it's more meaningful than it is, you know, uh, someone that, doesn't know kind of what it's like to be a teacher but when you're in the same building and you know the same people and you know same kids same, same kids right yeah. and so i think that that even made you you know brought us even closer you know people still ask me how she is and what she's up to and how she's doing and so i mean it's still it's a relationship that uh she still feels very strongly about central and you know obviously with me being here, everybody that kind of comes through still asks how things are going at Central. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. And with the, the fake wall in between 334 and 335, <laughs> she'd be in there teaching English and Tim and I would be in and we'd be playing a video or something and it'd be really loud because no matter what you do, it's going to oh, be loud. Wall. Mm -hmm. wall, there's no yeah. wall. It's a wall, but there's no wall. And she'd, she'd yell, you know, or hit on the bang on the wall. Quiet, turn it down. That's a relationship there too. If whoever's <laughs> Yo, in, you're in three thirty five, oh, and who's in three thirty four? Like sure. they're gonna they're gonna yes. hear whatever you're learning about yep. today. They'll know, and vice versa. Vice too. versa. Yeah. When they do Romeo and Juliet, you know it. You're the swords <laughs> for sure. For you're the sure. dying. All yep. those things. Yeah, it was good. So, all right, let me do a little quick. Marty, let's take a major shift though. Okay, do you know anything about Japanese philosophy, Boyer? I don't think so. Well, it's very beautiful. Over over Christmas break, I had stumbled upon a post. You know, social media always, you learn so much. It's not just for TikTok right. and other things. Um, I found this really cool um, post to talk about Japanese philosophy. In Japanese, Japanese philosophy, they have a teaching called Gama. Okay? Gama is, is the teaching that hard times need to be met with emotional maturity and self-control. Okay? Remaining patient, persevering, and remaining tolerant. 
So really kind of a cool idea of keeping that level head and, and using those things. You being an AP government teacher, how are you instilling things like Gaman? How are you, you when we see our government, we see government officials and politics is not level-headed, is not emotionally mature. How are you instilling that into some of your students? Yeah, that's one of the, you know, at the beginning of the each year, each of the semesters, I try and really lay the foundation for the students of kind of what they can expect from me. Government is one of those, you know, topics that, you know, depending on the the climate and what's going on outside of the school building can be very, very volatile. And people have very strong opinions one way or the other, which is good to have strong opinions and have people care as much as they do to have those strong opinions. But with that, you got to learn how to. And one of the things that I hope to teach the kids is that it's okay to agree to disagree yeah. and the whole level-headed thing that you were talking about and and being able to, you don't have to agree with someone else's opinion, but to be able to see someone else's opinion and recognize why maybe they think that or ask them, you know, why, why do you think that? And then go through the process because, uh, you know, like you said, on social media and everything, one of the other things that we do at the beginning of the year is a lesson where... The kids have to to look at like what's a good source and what's a bad source. And, yeah, and then we look at social media and and your social media. You may have the same app that I do or the same social media, but it's going to be a different feed. And why is that? Well, it's because what you like and what you retweet or what you you know. Even back to our our initial question about being from a small town. Oh, for sure. Even that's the same idea. Totally. Think of it like you you that somebody else lives in a different world. Yes. In the physical, yes. we're talking even on a Google search. Exactly. Because whatever you are looking at and liking and spending, even the algorithms have it down to where how much time you spend looking at yeah. you know certain feeds or you know you just look at a, a heading and you you like it or you you don't even go into it to look and see what it's actually saying and and what that what that portrays out as you you know your your digital footprint or what what it shows about you yeah when you're when you're only seeing one side of it it's hard to imagine that you have a different opinion than me because everything i see is this so how can you yeah so how can you have the different opinion well they're looking at different things or liking different yeah. things and so it really is a whole different world now you know with with social media and especially where most kids get most of their you know information and news and just telling them you know it, don't question you know question things and go and if something seems kind of funky it probably is and you know go to a different source and see what that is and you know go to a totally you know right or a left you know a liberal or a conservative site that is opposite of yours to get a different opinion and yeah it's especially just especially on topics that might not be they're politicized but they're really not yeah shouldn't be politicized exactly. it should be hey we should take care of people who are exactly or whatever it may yep. be yep looking for those things and understanding hey this is definitely something they've taken yep to weaponize yep. or use in a different way yeah um it's really important yeah agreed that's really cool let's take a break from chatting with Mr. Boyer to get our Eagle shout outs. Our first Eagle shout out goes to Sheldon Myers. Sheldon made Central High history competing for the first time at state bowling to represent the Eagles. Major shout out to Sheldon and the great things he's doing. Our second one goes to an event coming up here in February 24th. Central High has its 109th road show coming up. Shout out to all those students and staff doing great work to prepare for the show and prepare for the awesome things they're about to do. 
Lastly, we want to give a major shout out to Angie Rose. Angie is part of the Central High Girls Wrestling Program. She qualified for state individually in wrestling for the second time to represent Central High. Oos to Angie. Let's get back to our episode with Jordan Boyer. Well, let's keep with that thread talking about AP government. So you're teaching an advanced placement course, which is the AP system, of course, is designed to teach high school kids at a collegiate level. And they're eventually plan to or usually take the uh, AP exam. So what's it like teaching a collegiate level course to high school students? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and like going back to what we talked about before, as far as going from middle school to co-teaching and to, you know, I've really like... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of different ways of, it's just, and I think some of the big differences are kind of what you expect from students. I mean, before we started filming, we were, we were just talking and you were talking about how, you know, you know, your honors students turn in a paper and you're going through and you may have met all the requirements, but did you really go deep enough into what, what I'm asking you to do and really, you know, critically think about what I'm asking you to do and show that and don't just regurgitate what we talked about or don't, you know, it's too easy for kids just to, to try and tell you what you want to hear when you're really at the AP level, you know, and in high school where you're trying to prepare them for college. And I'm more, I'm more focused on, you know, how can you develop what you think and defend what you think about the topics that I'm asking you the questions about. And that's really what, what I'm pushing them to do. Yeah. So, and using those resources and using those statistics and using the background and and like we were talking with the writing, it's how can you incorporate in this? You may have an opinion or an idea Yes. just like before. How do you incorporate that into your writing or how do you defend your side or how do you grow your your position using those things is, really a craft. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It takes time. And like, you know, you were just saying how you're teaching your honors freshman that, and, and I feel like that's what's, I, you know, that's, what's great about teaching seniors. I feel like is that you have all the teachers before you that have kind of prepared and, and, you know, got them to the point where when they, by the time they get to me as a senior, um, our English department, you know, English teachers that have taught them as well. And they, they, they know how to write, they know how to research, Uh, you know, Wilson, Mrs. Wilson in the library and, you know, they, they do all that stuff up until that point. Not that they should be, you know, perfectly polished by the time they get to senior year, but for the most part, you know, yeah, they, they have a good foundation. So I feel pretty lucky with that. That's good. Well, let's take a a little step to the side for a little less heavy hitting content. Of course, when you, when students or alumni talk about you, it's Boyer and it's Boyer trivia. So, of course, we have to have our own segment of Chatting at the Sea oh Trivia. Here we go. For those at home, I have not given Jordan these questions. Every I always When I do the surprise ones, I send people the questions, and I black out the these sections, and people are always like, what is that? Why is it black? I trust him. I trusted him. I, didn't, I wasn't too worried about because it. Because so I, I can't we'll give see. it away. This okay. is my show, and All I right. want to see you sweat a little bit, okay? <laughs> so this makes my first question tough from what you said before, but it's okay. We'll do our best. All right. Let's do it. I don't it. know if we'll let you phone in a friend. Maybe Herbert will help you. All right. That might be an interesting one. Okay. First one. <laughs> what was the major nationality of people that settled in your near hometown of Wymore? Uh, Welsh. 
That was, it's, it, I think it's still, they still consider themselves like the Welsh capital yeah. of Nebraska or whatever. So yeah. That's what Wikipedia said. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. Can't, Not wrong can't with argue. me. I, I can't argue with that one. Let's look a little more, a little more locally. Okay. We have a central high athlete here. Caleb Pyfram, how many D1 offers Ooh. does Caleb Pyfram have for playing football? It changes daily, like, you know, I mean, doesn't it? I mean, okay, so it most recent. Okay, it hasn't changed since Not you asked long. the. Okay. Um, since I wrote this question. Gosh, let's do. I'll say seven. Real answer is 10. 10. Ah, I believe it. I mean, he's, he's getting a lot of attention, um, and I haven't had him in class yet because he's a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Teachers that I talk to and everything oh, speak very highly of super him. Well liked. Oh, person, you know, as a person, as a student, as an athlete, sounds like he's got everything. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does really well. And yeah, you're probably good. hoping he, he's wearing goes to Nebraska, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, we'll see. Probably the long term goal. I've been in the athletic office a couple times when coaches are there, and I'm like, oh, even when when Miss Madison saw yeah. Kirk Ferentz oh, yeah. too as well in yeah. the building. Man, so. you, you see him playing basketball. You know, you imagine he's, that though. Being it's a, ridiculous. Being a, Offensive lineman and then playing basketball—that would be so. Yeah. Diff- Those are two very different. Oh sports. yeah, and he does well. He plays really well. Yeah, so it's fun. Good on you, Caleb. <laughs> All right, our next one. This is one you've actually asked before. How many pillars are on the sides of the building of Ugh. Central? I got to remember back uh, Scott Wilson and Beth Wilson when we did our little scavenger hunt at the beginning of the year for the staff. We asked that question. I, uh, I'll say, isn't it like six on each side? So six times four, twenty-four. 24, 24 total, yep. 24 okay. Total, okay. total pillars. You're right. You're right. You, you've challenged your mind there. Really good. Okay. Let's think currently at this moment here, 2023 of June, yeah. July, January, whatever month we're in, who is the most tenured teacher in the building right now? I think it's Lodge, isn't it? Is it Lodge? I don't or, know. I think it's Bob Tucker. Oh, it could be. Oh, you're right. Because now at Central, I think it's Lodge. You're right. But I think like as years in the district, oh, I think it is Tucker. Tucker. Have, does Tucker have outside? Yeah, he was. Uh, you'd have to ask him, but I think he was He was in a middle school. It was either Monroe or uh, Morton, one of the M ones. Yeah, you'll have to ask him. Could have gave Lodge a shout out That's there, all too. Right. That's heartbreaking. We just did. That's good. All right, let's look. Okay, breaking records here. Somebody okay. who's a fan of the pod, who has the most tenure of any educator within Omaha Public Schools? Harry Gaylor. Harry right? Gaylor. Harry Gaylor has the most uh, years on the books of any other teacher. Shout out to Harry Gaylor. Harry doing Gaylor. great things with the uh, deck of a recent Hall of Fame inductee, yep. too. Harry Gaylor. Yep. Great stuff. All right. So what is, here's another central history one. What is the famous central register April Fool's joke that was published in the paper? There's two examples of oh, this. Oh, boy. Uh, one has to do with the courtyard. One has to do with oh, athletics. Okay, so the athletics one, I'm not sure. The courtyard one is the flood, right? Like the color of the bricks is different at a certain point. And so or they used to put water. They filled it up with you water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's yep, what. That was one of them. The second April Fool's one was that we were going to get a baseball field. And it was published in the register. Really? The ba- I think baseball or track. Huh. Baseball or track. Okay. And the coach for that sport went to an athletic director and said, what is this about? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There you go. All right, we have, here's our last one. Okay. Uh, this one's a little tough. So our world is changing, of course. We've got a lot of tumultuous things going on right now. A great government question. What percentage of the world population lives in a country controlled by a dictatorship or without democracy? Ooh. It's a growing number, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll say... This is probably going to be low. I'll say 25. 
40%. See, I knew it was going to be low. Uh, That doesn't surprise me, sadly enough, you know, as as we talk about, you know, in classes and in our comparative government class about how it's real easy for, you know, a a charisma, charismatic, you know, person to come in and and convince people that go this, you know, do this and we're going to get better. We're going to go back to the good old days or the heydays and before you know it, then they're being controlled totalitarian dictator, dictator. Yeah. Dictator, yeah. controlling forever. <laughs> so, well, great job. Hey, First chatting at the C trivia. It. Last trivia you did was Star Wars one. Uh, Let's not get into that totally, can of words. Yeah, Menton, Menton would have <laughs> killed crushed it, that one. Yeah, too figured. easily done. Too easily done. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit of Central history. When you talk to teachers about the old days of Central, they often refer to the extreme professionalism. Yeah. Lots of teachers with doctorates, um, teachers who attended a lot of really prestigious universities. You've kept that tradition alive by continually, of course, rocking the shirt and tie. No jacket. Yeah, no jacket. Fine, it's a little warm in this building sometimes. <laughs> we'll let that one go. Um, even out of our friend group, we like to joke that you hate jeans days. We have a personal <laughs> yeah. dislike for that. Yeah. So so why keep this going? Why this attire? Why the shirt and tie? Rarely jeans. Uh, yeah, jeans. I, I've, I used to wear jeans every once in a while. And, and again, kind of, I think maybe one of the only times that I used to wear jeans was for Tim's uh, jeans, jeans for, for jeans. jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and previous principals like Dr. Bennett and, you know, it was, it was a very rare occasion that you got to wear yeah. jeans. And so I feel like when it was, when it was a little bit more rare and when um, it was, it was a real big treat. I remember being at Nathan Hale and I was one of the big advocates for jean days, wow. uh, if you believe it or not, um, <laughs> because it was just nice to, to be able to feel like, you know, you could kind of relax a little bit and, mm-hmm. um, but I honestly, like, I feel like there's a couple different answers to this. I, I feel one is when I when I dress with shirt and tie, when I when I uh, dress up, I feel more confident about myself, or I feel more professional. Yeah. And so then I feel like that kind of comes across in my class, or like as I'm as I'm teaching, it just helps me carry myself at a different, you know. Put you in the right headspace. Uh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I really do believe this, and I know you guys think that I'm I'm just joshing you, but slacks are just more comfortable. Jeans, Not wrong. I put them on today. Restrict- yeah, can't I, lie. I mean, <laughs> it's if you have a good pair of slacks, you know, a good pair of dress pants, they they're just comfy. And mm-hmm. so to me, my dress down on Fridays when other people are wearing jeans and stuff is I still wear my slacks or my dress pants, and I wear a polo. So that's my that's my kind of I don't know I just always felt like I had teachers you know um, when I was in high school that always wore a tie and I always just felt like you know they carried a little bit more respect when yeah you know it's really interesting to look at that just within the central history though like oh yeah they give all those the just those days where I mean it was just so commonplace yeah. that people did that and women wore skirts and yeah didn't wear pants and no like and I mean like Tim would tell you you know he told us about there's the one story where he freaked out about he got to work and realized he didn't shave yeah. and he ran down to the coach's office, you know, cause he was, he was afraid that he was going to get called in and, and scolded for not shaving that morning. And so, I mean, oh, you know, you and changed. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just crazy. And it was no air conditioning and stuff, you know, back yeah. in the day. That, that thick oh, jackets be too. Yeah. Oh, it'd be very difficult. So. I'd, Carry, got to carry on for those guys, I carry guess. Carry on for those guys. <laughs> carry on for the old guys. Good stuff. So, of course, as a teacher, you have to be a team player. And really in the social studies department, 
Um, it's probably one of the best. They're continually working with each other, continually covering. Not I know. biased at all. We are not. And no, not biased <laughs> at all. Maybe the greatest department. I heard that in the hallway a little bit ago. Right. But you're often called upon to cover classes. I mean, we all are often yeah, called we all to cover do, views, yeah. but you're often called. But you're a teacher who really, you rarely ever say no. And you're probably one of the most, I mean, willingness to cover to to do this thing. So where does the self selflessness come from? Where does this this team player uh, ability or yeah. values come from? I appreciate you saying that too. That's very <laughs> kind of you. Well, that's um, true. No, it's one of those I... I think it's, it mainly comes from, you know, after you've been in the building for a while and especially you develop relationships with your fellow teachers, um, it's very hard for me to say no to somebody that, that I care about or that I, you know, that I, um, that I respect and that I want to help out. And so I think some of that comes down to, you know, just that relationship that you have and you build that after you've been here for a while. And you just want to do what you can to kind of to help out your fellow teacher and to help out because, you know, we've all been there. And, and you know, like we've had conversations, a personal life, too, where when you're having young kids, mm-hmm. you, you stuff comes up and you got to go, well. you know. And yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. And so my kids are older. And so looking back, you realize that that, you know, those are things that, you know, you appreciated when someone did that for you. And so I try and pass that on. And even in the department you were talking about, you know, we got Michalunas, you know, where he has to go and he has to take Elliot to doctor's appointments or things like that. And you, you want to be there for him and yeah, you want to help yeah. him out because you care about him and you care about kind of his family and what he's going through sometimes. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it just comes down to relationships. Once you once you get to know somebody, you you want to you want to help that person out. Yeah, so, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Well, let's round out with our last question. This is always a great one to see how people approach this one or how people um, answer this one. So what is Jordan Boyer's message to alumni, parents, families, and students here in the central community? That is a good question. Yeah, the I mean, my message to everybody involved with Central is that there's a lot of pride at Central. Uh, I think the rest of the district kind of does have a, a little bit of a stereotype that we are snobby or stuck up because there's there's a lot of history and there's a lot of you know time and effort that has gone into to making central what it is and the building that it is and the people that are here and like you talk about the staff that for a long time you know staff when you got to central you stayed at central yeah. and and so then that community builds and that you know that care for the for the institution and it just permeates throughout the whole building and everybody that comes in it it just feels different and that's one of the things that and you know with covid and after that and uh, kind of some of the difficulties that we've we've kind of had to go through the last few years kind of coming back from covid that's what's made it a struggle and you and I we've talked you know that's when teachers leave because they want to go and do something else or try something else you just never heard of that and you know you you wish them the best and you hope that they that they find something that works for them but it really is not it wasn't normal for Mm -hmm. for us to to experience so yeah it's just this is a place that means a lot to me like you said with Kara teaching here and you bring your kids here you know and they kind of grow up in the building whether they come here or not and 
um, it just becomes a part of you. And you talk about Harry Gaylor and the, the time that he put in here and the, all the, all the games that you do. And I mean, you're, you're doing it now. So it comes you, a big piece of you. It be does. It does. And when you leave, sometimes, you know, it's hard to leave because it, it has become such a big part of your life. So I that's hope that answered. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great message. Well, I appreciate you uh, spending time coming after school on yeah. a long, long Tuesday and no, joining me again good. for chatting at the seat. Thanks for having me. No worries.